Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. What do you think of it? A lot of pressure. It's a weird holiday. I don't like it, but I love it. Okay. Say more. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's hacked to be like, oh, it's a corporate made way to make the economy surge, (laughs) which it is, but more so I don't like anyone telling me what to do ever, and I don't understand getting somebody a gift on the on a day like valentine's day okay it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that i'm supposed to do that so i'm not going to expect a box of chocolates what i'm saying is (laughs) i didn't get you anything yet okay yet Uh uh-huh but also maybe i didn't i'm not maybe i'm not going to that's totally fine i mean i expect presents you know randomly out of the blue that's a better way to go absolutely i think valentine's day i i love the valentine like the friend valentine like if you gave me a box of chocolates i think that would be fucking great Mm -hmm. i think you know showing up at a friend's house with a plate of cookies is is a really good move but yeah i'm not into the whole commercial like this is the day you have to buy a diamond and propose or you know it's insane and it is manufactured but there is such a really cool history and tradition behind valentine like the saint valentine and what a valentine originally meant as like an exchange of sort of like a romantic notion or a a thought or a feeling it wasn't like a greeting card holiday see i love that i wish that holidays like this were notions not mandates right i think you just nailed it for me if it was a if this if over the year mm-hmm. there was the notion mm-hmm. of giving your sweetie something fun and considering that as a valentine right i love the nudge yes don't mind a nudge okay a notion nudge is great but the idea of today is a day that you're a piece of shit if you don't do this thing <laughs> you can fuck all the way off you can fuck all the way off yeah. because it's not as special as a surprise gift right not on Valentine's Day. I mean, it's this is why Halloween is the greatest holiday of all, because it's just about self-expression and freedom and being creative and fucking candy. Yeah. Valentine's Day does definitely feel like it's engineered to make you feel bad if you don't have that special someone or if you are in a relationship that's not fucking perfect or if you don't like... Yeah, whatever. Two va- two Halloweens is what I'm hearing you say. One in February, one in October, oh. and maybe in the middle of the year. Maybe we need three Halloweens, and yes. we get rid of another holiday. Because I, I'm, yes. I, what I'm hearing you say is we should get rid of Valentine's Day and replace it with second Halloween. I dig that double ween. Double ween, yeah, and a <laughs> triple ween. Febuween. Febuween. I love that, and it's on a leap year, which is always spooky in itself. Yeah, and then no, what, and it's not a leap year. Oh. <laughs> Okay. You thought it was a leap year? I thought every February is a leap year. You thought you had an extra day this year? You know what a leap year is, right? It's every February is shorter than the other months. Yes, every 4th February is I think it's every 4th. Yeah, every 4th February there's a there's an extra day. But this is not one of those years. So you don't have that extra day. If you were going to get me something special on that day um as a token of your appreciation and affection for me as your podcast co-host, it's not this year. Well, I didn't know what a leap year was till just now. Oh. I thought it meant that February is always short. 
So you've got to like leap ahead to March because oh. February is over sh- always so short. Oh, I see. Okay. That's okay. what I thought leap year meant was like, oh, February only has 28 days. So we're leaping ahead to March earlier than the other months. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Because it's so wrong. <laughs> I'm so wrong. So deeply wrong. Yeah. Wow. No, it's about the time in the solar calendar and every fourth year they need to add in an extra day to actually make our calendar work because there are like minutes and seconds that accumulate that aren't accounted for in our current Gregorian calendar, which was invented by the Romans. But there are other calendars around the world that actually work better. Oh, like, I don't think there's a leap year in the Chinese calendar. Right. See, this is why half of our country doesn't believe in science, because <laughs> it's built on wedging in a leap year to make all the other work that you've put in actually work and bullshit holidays like valentine's day yeah i wouldn't believe in science either if it was like wait what do we have to do almost every other time so that your idea works out for you Mm -hmm. fuck that man (laughs) what's the other holiday we should replace with halloween Oh, well, I was just thinking of like making a different, like kind of like notion holiday for being sweet to your sweetie, maybe, you know, sometime in um, like May. I feel like May is lacking in fun. There's Mother's Day. Okay. And there's Memorial Day. And if you're into celebrating Cinco de Mayo, there's that. But I don't feel like there would be like a nice little sweet, like getaway day, you know, take, take your, take your lover or yourself on a, on a you know, little trip out of town day, maybe. I think that sounds really good. Yeah. Every season, there should be a Halloween. <laughs> You're just back to Halloween. I'm trying to make Valentine's Day work over here. Well, it's, it's out the window for me. It it's, should be a notion. It's the idea. It's, it's, I don't know. It's not totally terrible. I mean, we had a great time coming up with the Valentine's Day recipe. We did. Yes. Fine. We'll get to that. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm, <laughs> I'm perturbed today. You're crusty about Valentine's Day, huh? Yeah, I need, I need, uh, I need Cupid to shoot me in the butt with an arrow. Oh, yeah. Soften me up. We might be able to arrange that. Can I Can I actually tell you? Oh, the first, uh, this is a podcast called Weed and Grub. Mm-hmm. It's all about cannabis comedy, cooking culture, and calling shit out. And Cupid. And Cupid. Yeah. Which is actually one of the greatest Valentines that I ever got. Can I tell you about it? Please. I received, I was uh, in a bar in New York, and this bike messenger rolled up on his bike outside and he was wearing little tiny wings and he had a bow and arrow and he came in and he shot me and then like with a little, you know, plastic arrow. And then he presented me with my gift, which was in a little velvet pouch and it was a heart locket. And inside the heart locket was a scrolled um, note handwritten from my lover. That's so sweet. I know. That's great. I thought it was pretty great. Wow. It Wait, felt- your actual lover? Like it was something set up by the person you were with yes. on this whole thing? Correct. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It felt very romantic. It was also like kind of, you know, like the bike messenger aspect of it. it. Just the whole thing felt very New York. And like I was in a bar, so everyone was like, ooh, what's happening with that girl? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a nice gesture. That's you awesome. Know? So it's not always terrible. No. And, and it's, I think people have a great time and I think they find love and they get married. Like Valentine's Day is, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> you were just saying it in such like, sure, if that's what people want. I mean, you know, find love and get married. I mean, you know, some people want that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fucking great. You know, your your like lack of desire to buy into the fucking conventions of society is something that I truly enjoy about you. Yeah, thank you. But, and I'm also not alone in that. I feel like most people who listen to this, I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir on this one. I feel pretty strongly about. About societal norms and conventions, like having to sort of do all the steps to be. I think we all hate it. Yeah. I think we all hate it. 
Well, you know, I definitely have some friends who have taken all of the steps and done all of the things and I see them and they're happy in that life. Truly. I they do are? know people. Yes, absolutely. I know people who are happy in that life. But for every person like that that I know, there is definitely someone who has taken all the steps and done all of the things and they're not happy in that life. So it's just worth questioning whether or not it's for you to, for instance, like I think at one point I really was like, oh, I guess now's the time in my life when I take those steps and do those things. Like for instance, like contemplate becoming a mother, all that kind of stuff. Like early thirties, right? When you're like, oh shit, all my friends are getting married. Here's the time for me to do that. So it's hormonal, emotional, societal, and um, physical, right? Like well, there's a lot of things <laughs> trying to put you in that it, for box. Me, it wasn't hormonal for me at that point. No, okay. it was definitely societal and emotional for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and I really thought long and hard about it. And I was like, this isn't actually the path that is right for me right now. And, you know, I'm glad that I, I made the choices that I have and I've ended up where I am. So I know that like, but there is another life in which I could, you know, have, have some, you know, other like world in which I'm like a mom and married, but it doesn't feel right. I'm happy where I am. So it's just worth questioning. I think that's cool to hear. Do you think that if the America made a national holiday called like National You Have to Get Pregnant Day, that people would follow it and be like, okay, I guess I need to get pregnant now? Uh, maybe that would be like some weird evangelical like handmaid's tale fucking nonsense that it feels totally very dark would. and fucked up. Yeah, but, oh, okay. 100%. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like uh, just... If you're listening to this for joy and love today, I, I apologize now. I apologize now. I know it's Valentine's mm-hmm. week. Um, it just feels like if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And the idea of Who, your like, Valentine? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, just all of these fucking ideas that we have to do. I'm angry mm-hmm. today. I apologize, everyone. But, like, just the idea that we, as a culture, have to... It's it's just Valentine's Day, and that's something we've all ag- agreed upon. Mm-hmm. I think is like it say it just sets a dangerous precedent to me. And this isn't my way of saying I'm not <laughs> buying you a gift by <laughs> See, <laughs> arguing semantics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just feels like it does set a dangerous precedent where it's just like now it's National Taco Day. How many national holidays can we fucking have where people feel this weird guilt and FOMO until they buy into a system that I think is uh, does, that should be burned down. Okay, well, I don't feel that way about National Taco Day because I don't even <laughs> I don't even know when that is. But awesome, I'm excited to celebrate that with you. Okay. Um, well, then let's replace Valentine with Taco. Great. We got Devil Ween in February, and then National Fucking Taco Day whenever that is, and that's when I'll buy you some fucking chocolates. Wait, you just made me change my mind again. Well, because listen. now I'm wondering if because of Valentine's Day, what I wasn't thinking about is that you can make Valentine's Day anything you want it to be. It can be your National Taco Day if you want Valentine to be that. And that is something I wasn't thinking about before. Yeah, absolutely. Or it could be like fucking Jar of Pickles Day. Like I, that would be the best fucking most wonderful thing in the world for me to get. I don't really want a box of chocolates. Give me a jar of fucking cold pickles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You did say on that sex panel that the best sex of your life is hot sex followed by a cold pickle. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was it was quite the quote, and everybody was like, I wish I had said that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, I definitely, um, 
it is it's the move you know like hot sex and followed by the cold crunch of a fucking sour pickle Mm -hmm. it's the best thing in the world would you want somebody to run run a dill down your body no 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 maybe pluck it out of the (laughs) for me in your belly button no i want the sex and then the pickle you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) sex first pickle later For everyone listening, her eyebrows just did like a Groucho Marx wiggle on that one. (laughs) Sex and then a pickle. Yeah. Wait, I have a question for you about Valentine's Day, though, and why it makes you um, prickly or crusty or whatever it is that you're feeling. A prickly crusty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is it because you aren't comfortable bucking the norm? Bucking the norm. Yeah. Like you feel beholden to the tradition of getting people in your life Valentine's. What if you just don't? I'd never do. Okay, great. So then why are you mad about it? Because I don't like anyone being told what to do anytime for anything. Oh, so you're mad on behalf of other people and what they're choosing to feel or do on that day. Yeah, but also I'm jealous of them and mm. I because I look at people who do go all out for Valentine's Day or enjoy drinking green beer on uh what's the leprechaun day st patrick's, st. patrick's day. day jesus, jesus. <laughs> i have an irish passport you know that's sacrilege yeah Ooh. i apologize for that one that was bad i apologize <laughs> but i just get jealous of everyone who looks so happy when they do buy into these things oh weird dude so you hate tradition but you're jealous of people who love tradition yes you're the grinch i'm yeah, well that's not fair either because everyone made fun of him and cast him when all he wanted to do was what are you talking about they embraced him even though he stole all of their fucking presents oh i've never seen it oh (laughs) my god so it just made me buckle when you called me that and i don't know the story oh it's so good wait we gotta get back to this i'm sorry okay but that's yes i'm jealous (laughs) and mad and also um madly jealous okay yeah and this is why this is where weed really helps you well, yes, but uh-huh. also um, not not completely, because look at what I'm doing every year. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, could I just say, this Valentine's Day, my advice to you would be, make it a day for you. Make it a you Valentine's Day. Make yourself your fucking Valentine. I know that's fucking trite to say, but truly, like, take a day off, make yourself a nice meal, make your body feel good, whatever that involves. Do, do a you day. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot too because, hold on, I'm going to take Archie's uh, oh, yeah. collar off. You can just unbuckle it here. Come here. Oh, great. There we go. Sorry, man. <laughs> that, is that like me taking off somebody's clothes against their will? Because um, it's his collar and it's on, his only thing that he wears all the time? Yeah, it was it was a pretty aggressive move. He's all freaked out now. He's he like, is all ah, freaked ah. out. And he's like naked. Archie, I'm so sorry. Hey, buddy. Um, what were you saying? Oh, yes. Make it, yeah, make it a you day. Um, you know, and I'll like uh, do a stoop drop off. Maybe I'll get you some like cashew milk and drop it off on your stoop in the morning. Give you a little knock and be like, happy you day, Mike. Mm-hmm. And that'll feel really good for you. I like that. Well, you're on a fucking, uh, what's it called? I almost said jag, but I don't know if that's the right word. Terror? Terror right Ooh. now because you've been on sex panels. You've yes. been talking about... Uh, masturbation, mm-hmm. bath bombs, yes. lube. True. And so you're in a place of <laughs> pleasure that is nice to see. I Thank you. I am. I was really glad to join that panel. It was called Sex, Cannabis, and Chocolate with Ashley Manta, the canisexual, and Elise McDonough, who is the head of brands at Canacraft, and Mario, who just started up this uh, the platform. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, it was fucking great because there were like listener questions and we all got to say our piece about where, you know, sex and weed sort of intersect for us and how they fit into our lives. And a big part of it is self-pleasure and, you know, taking self-care, self-love, all that kind of stuff. You know, it really is like spending some time with your body and your self, especially when you're a little elevated. It can really unlock some shit. It can. Like good, good stuff. Yes. Yeah. What is your... Can we get personal with each other and Absolutely. have some real real talk about sex shit? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, because the things that you alluded to in each of the panels is like your ideal kind of night for yourself and also night with a partner. But what you didn't say was your like your food situation. Like you said a cold pickle, but I wanted to ask during the panel, like, what's your meal afterwards? What's going on? Would you four twenty sixty nine ever? <laughs> Okay, let's get into 42069ing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an awesome move. Okay. A 42069 is when you take a joint and you smoke it while they go down on you mm-hmm. and then they finish. Yep. You hand them the joint and you, they or smoke. Or you finish. It, or you I <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm doing a bad job. You get it. One of you is smoking, the other one's giving head and then you switch. Yes. Yeah. I fucking love that. I think it's a good move. That is a good move. It is a 69 too. Like that is actually I think does fucking constitute a true 69. I think you're so. You're sharing each other's parts on your lips yes exactly at the same time and 69ing is terrible oh god it's the most that. overrated move i've ever heard of in my so life overrated you hear about it when you're a teenager and like that sounds great and then you try it you know hopefully when you get of age and you're like oh what the hell hopefully when you get of age what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> i know what, what you weird? mean i'm just trying to be like no minors ever listen to this don't <laughs> listen to this if you're under 18 or listen and don't waste your time 69ing yeah exa- there you go exactly yeah you know i one of the questions that was asked last night that i was really really glad to answer straight up was what you know everyone wants to know what strain of weed is best for sex and you know uh, the answer is like whatever you're smoking there's no you know Willie Nelson has that famous quote of like everyone asks him what his favorite weed is and he always says it's the one I'm smoking whenever I'm smoking it you know and the best strain of weed for sex is the one you have when you're having sex (laughs) right exactly (laughs) or when you're about to have sex or when you've just finished having sex whatever it is like it's whatever's on hand it all works 100 percent. this is actually a great place to talk about late grade oh yeah because fucking great for sex great for sex Mm -hmm. i have had late grade on hand for sex and i've had it in hand for sex Ah. so on and in shout out late grade uh i'm a big fan of your budzilla hybrid i love late grade too they're fucking sun-grown craft cannabis grown here in california They've got proprietary strains. There's all delicious. I love the um, lemon sour diesel. My that's my favorite because it's like the energetic sort of up factor. Oh, okay, like, oh. for an all night marathon. For an all nighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Followed by a hot bath with a bath bomb full of weed and that- a cold pickle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, if you want to get late grade, you can get late grade through Ease. Mm-hmm. And if you're in California, you should. You absolutely should. When you just said, I like. Lemon sour diesel and then a hot bath and a cold pickle. Yep. I immediately just pictured you in a bath with a joint in one hand, a pickle in the other, <laughs> like in this home alone scenario where you're just living it up and while being by yourself. Definitely. You also just made me think that I would like definitely have my hair up, like pinned up, and it's so long right now that I can like store shit in it. So I would like probably have a couple of like pixie sticks in my hair, you know, maybe a chocolate or two. 
um, something to drink on hand. Maybe a really good, kom- I'm really into kombucha right now. Yeah, you turned me on to them as well. Yeah, so maybe a cold kombucha on the side of the tub. Ooh, I just swallowed. Mm-hmm. With that tangy sort of sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, so kombucha, pickle joints, pixie sticks. That's that's my post-sex bath situation. Oops, sorry, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. It also sounds like you had a date at Dave & Buster's and then came back to your place, had great sex, and then used all your ticketed prizes to round out the evening. Yeah, that I racked up playing pinball because I'm yeah. so good at that shit. I'm you, so good at pinball. You really are good I'm at pinball. I'm so good at pinball. I can't catch popcorn in my mouth. I don't know how to throw a frisbee, but man, I can fucking kick your ass pinball any day. Fuck, yeah, you can. <laughs> Damn. I, um, oh, you made me think of another thing too. What's that? 69ing is overrated. Okay. And incredibly difficult. And I don't <laughs> know how to pay attention while also giving attention. Right. Sex in the shower. That's another overrated one for me. Oh, I do love shower sex. You do? I do. Yeah, because I think you're thinking of purely penetrative. And I like a a sexy shower with your lover is just so fucking great to get soaked and stroked and taken care of by someone that you're really fucking into under hot water. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You you make it sound real hot. It's so hot. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hot to like just soap someone else up. Like I love soaping up a, you know, a back and then the butt, you know, that curve of the butt with some soap and turn yeah. them around. And I have a real round <laughs> peach. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love a hot shower with my lover. What about a bath? No, that's ridiculous. Someone's always at the wrong end with the tap stuck in their back. No. Yeah. When I get super rich, I'm going to get one of those crazy big showers or tubs. And then definitely I'll invite all my lovers over to get in the tub with me. That's where we differ. That's so <laughs> funny because I was in the shower the other day and I was like, I wonder if I could ever afford a place that would have a shower big enough that I can have a toilet in the shower so that I like, it's almost like a full body bidet at that wow. point. Wow. Okay. And you're like, I want to be able to fit another human being in my shower. And I'm like, I want a toilet next to the hot water so that it's all just a one-stop shop. And you're definitely never going to have shower sex because no one will ever get into that shower with you because that's crazy. (laughs) I know it's crazy. Put your foot up on the bowl just like that. Oh, Oh, wow. That's not not hot. No. Not hot. This is where we differ. This is why we do this pod. That is. Because you open up my eyes to the idea of other people and having a nice time. And I... Come up with ideas like, I wish I could fit a toilet in my shower. I It's amazing to me. I really hope that you don't do that while I know you, because I would be so perturbed. I if think I came over idea. to your house and you had a toilet in your shower, I'd be like, yo, Mike, no. Why? It's a full body. You would try it once nope. and you would love it because would you not. would hop up from a number two and take a steamy. You'd, it's a two steam. Oh, you no. would take two steamies. No, because then you're then it's like hot water around the aroma of your fucking duke, which is going to just like it's going to be like poop steam. You're going to be steaming your own poop. That's a very good point. It's going to be gross. It's going to be like a sous vide situation. Ew. Oh, oh that's nasty. Yeah, I think nasty. I just helped you understand how gross <laughs> pooping in your shower would be. Some like contractor okay. just ripped up a $50,000 thing and was like, <laughs> God damn her. <laughs> She's so reasonable. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Damn. Don't do that. Well, you want to get to other dumb ideas? Definitely. talk about our news this week? Yeah. Fucking Christ. Okay. Let's get to our news this week. The Grublet Gazette this week is brought to you by Leafly. And the story, I mean, it's truly the mind boggles. So in the election, South Dakota 
ruled uh, voters approved both medical and in a leapfrog it was the first state to do so they approved medical and adult use marijuana in the, the people state. the people spoke voter approved so but governor christy Nome of south dakota fucking sucks and the news from leafly is that south dakota there is a judge has a, the title i'll just read the headline south dakota judge strikes down state's marijuana legalization vote unbelievable a South Dakota judge struck down the constitutional amendment that legalized recreational marijuana after Governor Kristi Noem's administration challenged it. Circuit Judge Christina Klinger ruled the measure approved by voters in November violated. Anyway, it doesn't matter why she did it because it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But yep, she was um, appointed by Noem and she has uh, fucking basically thrown out the will of the fucking people. You crazy asshole. Can I say the C word? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cool. But uh, they're going to appeal it. Ugh, good. And I mean, yes. Yeah. Hopefully it goes but why all, are we... all the way to the top. But this is just ridiculous. Like, you know, you're thumping your fucking Bible and Constitution on one hand about fucking Second Amendment and fucking all of the, you know, shit that you feel like is worth protecting. Right. And then the voters approve something that is a fucking beneficial plan and would create jobs and it would like fucking bring so much money to the economy. I think like 200 million in taxes came into Illinois last year. $200 million. It changes fucking lives. And you would stop being able to fucking arrest people and imprison them for it. You would have to do all of this work to make reparations for the damage that your fucking state has done by having these crazy laws. But no, instead you're going to go to fucking court to challenge it and throw out the will of the voters because you're literally insane. Yes. You're the definition of crazy. Well, I think actually just evil. You're just evil. evil. It's evil because it's so self-serving and it's like, what is good for me? Mm -hmm. Right now. Sorry, everyone else. Yeah. Absolutely not. How do people lose their jobs? What do you mean? Well, like, she should lose her job. Oh, <laughs> well, she was uh, elected, right? So it's a, it's a whole lot of work to get elected officials out of office, as we've seen. Yeah, well, I hope that the people <laughs> who are working so hard, thank you for working so hard, and thank you for creating an appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't have to, obviously, but that me saying that doesn't help you at all. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, I, uh, it's and so And to our friends in South Dakota, we're fucking sorry. And to our yeah. friend in South Dakota who wrote in to, you know, sort of ask us about, like, what they could do at the grassroots level for legalization and to support legalization. Legal weed in your state just get involved join normal follow the drug policy alliance follow all of the sort of amazing advocacy organizations that are available to you wherever you are there are so many of them normal has a great list of them that's n-o-r-m-l dot o-r-g and um yeah we're gonna keep fighting and this is gonna get legalized at the federal level soon and then all of these states are just gonna have to fall in line and that'll be a whole new fucking nightmare it will be (laughs) it'll be a celebratory nightmare Mm -hmm. i do think that you made me almost lose my train of thought. I do think that the idea of the will of the people being cast aside is got to be one of the most frustrating things that I can think of because it it just is like, well, then what are we doing? What are we fucking doing? Why why did we fucking work so hard to do this? You asked us what we thought. We're voters. We've approved it. And now you're telling us no? Yeah, especially because especially when it comes to cannabis reform and legalization, uh, the thing that I feel like we trumpet, I think the other thing that some people trumpet in interviews that we have coming up that we haven't released yet is like, you have to vote the people in that you want to do the work to make the impact that you want. It's all about voting and using your voice to create change. Yes. And then when a fuck face like this looks at the people who voted and just goes, eh, yeah, that 
drives th- me up the wall. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Right. Like, there was a really interesting situation in Colorado when the voters approved um, legalization in Colorado. The governor at the time, John Hickenlooper, I believe, was against it and still implemented it, even though he had, like, at, like openly said, this is a bad idea for our state, I'm going to campaign against it and all that kind of stuff. He still went with the will of the voters because that's what you have to fucking do when the voters say what they want because you work for them, asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Hickenlooper. He, like, actually did what he was supposed to do, but... In Christy this point, Nome, yeah. Fuck off. You work for these people. These people approved that fucking measure and you are wrong. So no happy Valentine to you. Yes, good. <laughs> I'm not going to send her chocolates. Hell no. Um, we'll keep our finger on the carb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to see what happens with this appeal going yeah. forward too. Uh, South Dakota, shout out to you. Thank you for getting it to the point where it was even recognized and then said this is what we want so next step is it will be legalized for you and we will all celebrate together and there is a celebration in the fact that they do have for the first time a medical marijuana program so that that is a big deal and something to definitely be very happy about absolutely you know what i was thinking about the other day this would be a nice valentine treat if you wanted to get me anything okay i was trying to think of you telling me what to get you for valentine's day if you can pull this off (laughs) oh okay i was trying to think of what i would want to splice and work with the cannabis plant Mm. meaning like you know how there are some roses that are yellow and some that are blue Mm -hmm. and some that are red and some that are purple (laughs) and how you know you're like you're playing a little bit of god to to crossbreed like labradoodles you know what i'm talking about like genetics genetics thank you hybrids and all that kind of stuff yes and so i was like what would i want to cross with the cannabis plant to make a genetic modification that would work for everyone and i think i came up with one okay what do you think about crossing a cannabis plant with a maple tree so then you have these big beautiful flowery buds and you can tap for sap i'm so on board with this how dope would that be it's the great horticulturalists get at us that is the good that would be the greatest weed and grub tree of all time that exactly right <laughs> you're like smoking a joint with your waffles underneath that big trunk yeah mm. Oh, yes. And then what if you like heated the syrup that would come out of that plant that would activate it and you could just decarb the fucking syrup and then you wouldn't even have to like. You could decarb the syrup. You wouldn't even have to infuse it. It would just already have all of the cannabinoids in there. I think it's a fantastic idea. I support this as a Canadian, you know, maple plant. It's the new version of Sticky Icky. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Come on. It's It's literally all right here. It's everything i think we could write a screenplay based on this premise (laughs) i think we could actually like a mad horticulturalist invents the uh, first ever cannabis maple tree cross and then you know hijinks ensue yes yes yeah because excuse me they chop down the tree Mm -hmm. syrup leaks out bad guy chasing them stick 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 whoa slips gun shoots in the air slides to the side yep all those things we call it sticky icky you and i star in it uh-huh. I will. I will play the mad horticulturalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see you doing that. Yeah, wearing a lab coat. Yep, yeah, with a clipboard. <laughs> mm. All right, well, you're going to have a lot of fans. Yeah, a low cut lab coat. Oh, sexy! A sexy horticulturalist. They are sexy. They're cool. Scientists are so sexy. Scientists are like the sexiest people on the planet to me. So hot. Yeah, yeah. and it's another opportunity for you to wear your hair up with a pixie stick in it. Oh, uh, hell yes! <laughs> How fun is that? Yeah. I think this is a really good idea, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. I was working really hard on it, to be honest. I was really racking my brain on what would be the ideal crossbreed with oh, weed. And yeah. I think it's maple. So I, I 
fully fucking like I'm trying to even I can't even come up with anything that would be better there is nothing that's the one that's the tree that provides the syrup and then the, the cannabis plant would be like so tall and beautiful you could have an entire forest of them have you ever seen a maple syrup um, forest tapped no oh it's the fucking coolest thing there's this amazing place in Vermont um, that I went to that was like um, just the whole forest was tapped and there are lines running from tree to tree as they sort of like and then the sap just runs out through the lines and collects and it looks like this weird kind of web it's cool. beautiful yeah are they almost like IV bags like because it's blood right it's like tree sap is blood <laughs> sure. is that kind of how it looks it's kind of a uh, like there's a bunch of just bags being filled up with maple syrup from the taps? Listen, it's not like the Matrix. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> what I was picturing. It's a forest. It's very bucolic. It's quite nice. It doesn't feel like medical or weird. Oh, okay. But essentially, yeah, it's IV bags full of blood. That's cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of blood for your waffles. Oh. That's fun. Yeah. Um, pancake or waffle? Oh, uh, but generally pancakes or French toast. I'm not really a waffle person. Whoa. Why? Well, you were just making me think how French toast is like the pancake of the of Europe or... No, that'd be a crepe. <laughs> uh-huh. So where's French toast? French toast isn't really a thing. That it's a, it's a, I mean, in France, French toast is called pain perdu, which means lost bread. And it's just what they do with their old bread. Like chilaquiles are old nachos. That's this. So chilaquiles are the French toast of Mexico. Love it. Very cool. And French toast are the, is the chilaquiles of France. Amazing. Does that work? Yeah, that was brilliant. That was a beautiful mind moment. Make fun of me for being in the Matrix when you live in that shit the whole fucking time. <laughs> it's always the in there. hell out of here. Yeah, but you would go French toast over pancake. Yeah, I mean a stuffed French toast, like double dipped in custard and fried, so it's like kind of crusty on the outside and then gooey on the inside with powdered sugar and grade A maple syrup. That's my jam. What's your... Very specific. It was. I was asking the wrong question completely. I just should have just said, like, what's your thing? <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Oozy custard, some sliced bananas on there, maybe a couple of blueberries and a piece of bacon on the side. What's your stuffing? Custard. Crazy. Mm. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. That sounds great. It's good. It's like the French toast is coming when you eat it. <laughs> it's really pleasurable you know what would be really fun what it would be really fun if because you were talking before about chocolates um and i was like thinking about how how it can be very fun or very complicated when you don't know what's inside them so you have to take like little preview bites to see if you want to actually eat the chocolate Uh it'd be very fun in a waffle if you could fill each square with a different filling and then cover (laughs) that top with like a thin batter because then you could almost like punch through each section of the waffle hole and see what your filling is almost like a price is right style game i another gene you're so full of good ideas today wouldn't that be fun that's a fantastic fucking idea also you're making me think of that amazing movie that we just watched rat race oh i loved that movie it was so i'd never heard of it it was so good everyone is on amazon prime right now do yourself a favor seriously get high Get like super, super high. high. Yeah. Get like stupid high and watch Rat Race and like 
fucking enjoy. Oh my God, it was so good. And they're just, anyway, I won't go into it too much, but there's this like weird group of ultra rich people who are just betting on crazy shit all the time and hijinks ensue. And there's at one point they're just betting on which chocolate someone bites into. And it's, oh God, it made me laugh so fucking hard. I laughed so hard when I watched that movie. There was one scene that made me laugh so hard that I had to sit up because I couldn't (laughs) breathe because I was laughing so hard. I was doing like that crazy cry, snort, wheezy dog thing. It was great. That's awesome. It was so good. So good. So fucking on the waffle tip, yes, great idea. Also on the chocolate tip, we should talk about our fucking recipe. Oh, we should. Yeah. While we do it, I was going to reach into that box from yes. our friend and you grab present? the grade A maple syrup oh. that they put in it from Vervant because I've never tried that before oh. and I didn't even put two and two together until right now, but I'd love to take a swig with you, yep. a Valentine's chug of grade A for the first time. This feels very fitting to chug some grade A maple syrup with you for our Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Epic. And thank you again to our friend who sent us this package that just keeps on giving. I mean, it's amazing. Grade A dark, robust taste, Vermont syrup. Um, Hillsborough Sugar Works, organic Vermont maple syrup. Okay. So as I crack this baby open, do we want to talk about our recipe for Satori? Because it's delicious and fast acting and... Ooh, la, 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 la. Yeah, this is the greatest thing about these Satori edibles, so they've developed these fast-acting chocolates that um, use nano emulsion to basically break up the um, cannabinoids so they hit your digestive system pass faster, so you don't need the onset time is like... For me, when I drink a glass of water and eat a chocolate, 15 to 20 minutes, which is amazing. It's perfect. It's the exact right amount of foreplay. Yeah. Like you eat one of our shortbread cookies. Recipe is dropping on Thursday. Thursday. Yep. So the day after this comes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eat one of our fast acting Satori dark chocolate uh, shortbread cookies. Mm-hmm. Then do a 420-69. Okay. And by the time it's all ready, <laughs> it's time to fuck. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Also, make sure you order uh, your dinner situation somewhere in there, right? Okay. So let's plan it out before I drink this maple syrup. Okay. So you eat a fast-acting edible, like one of our cookies. Then you 42069 with a joint. Then when you're done that, you place your order. Okay. While you're waiting for that to show up, you fuck. Okay. Then when your order comes from Postmates or Uber Eats or wherever you've gotten it from, it's time to eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and then you can have another cookie or smoke another joint or rinse For and dessert. repeat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. That's a very, very good Valentine's plan. It's a really high Valentine's Day. Make Sounds sure great. you are just like in for the day because that's going to be great. And then watch Rat Race. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. You're going to swig this? Yeah, I'm going to try it. Cheers. This is your first ever grade A maple experience? Oh, wow. Right? That's, I've never had real maple syrup before. That is a game-changing flavor. Holy shit. Wow. Really for true? You've never had real maple syrup? I've never had that. Like, I've had um, all the ones that you would get at a store before, but that is not what I've had before. That's crazy. It's so fucking complex, right? Yeah. It's got that, like, nuttery, nuttery, buttery... (laughs) But the, like the toffee and the sweetness, and then you can really taste the plant. Like with maple, well, I mean, it's, I guess it's maple flavored, but like you've had so many crappy maple flavored things. When you actually taste the real deal, you're like, oh, that's where it all comes from. That's That's why people want to, things to taste like this. Yeah. That's it's like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a burnt 
mm-hmm. caramel taste to it. Yeah. I can't believe that's from a tree. Isn't that wild? And then they do this crazy thing where they, they get the sap and then they have to treat the sap. And there's this whole, I've never done it, but you can like go to the cabins and like get your sap and pr- sort of produce your own syrup. By d- In Quebec, it's called sugaring off. Mm-hmm. And um, basically you boil it down and boil it down and reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce. And it's like only the very best. This is the grade A is like the most reduced from the best trees, you know? That's so neat. It's so like this the, is the Wagyu of yes, syrups. It's the truffle of the syrup world. <laughs> the Wagyu of the syrup world, for sure. It tastes like it. Yeah. Wow. I would keep, I, I kind of want another sip, if yeah. I'm going to be frank. I had two sips. You did? Okay, yeah, then I'm taking another great. one too. Also, this is one of the few things that I might actually incorporate into my sex life. Like a little drizz of that mm. across a nipple. Because mm. I would lick it all off you know (laughs) that's the that's the key when you're doing like food play Mm -hmm. it has to be delicious enough that you want to finish your plate yeah meaning your nipple yeah you want to clean it all up with your mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why i'm always like putting m&ms in a belly button oh cute you know yeah yeah because i I know that i'll munch on them and no one's ever punched you in the face oh yeah many have (laughs) nobody wants a tongue in the button no ew i'd be so mad wouldn't that be gross yeah i would there would be a punch from me (laughs) (laughs) like a straight up just right in the face (laughs) fuck out of here so gross okay listen the satori recipe though even if you don't have access to satori if you're not in california it doesn't matter where you are you could just still make the shortbread cookies and just use like any kind of um broken up really good dark chocolate it was so fun to make them i love the recipe because they're not too sweet and they're rolled in at the very end with a little tangy raspberry and sugar which is just like this little at the end yeah and they've got a pistachio crunch it's just really fun to make them. So our recipes online at satorichocolates.com as of the 11th. And we made so many that I've got a rack in my freezer right now, yes. which is also very cool. I think that's one thing I'm going to try and do this year is make a recipe in bulk mm. so that I have chicken breast in the fridge that's already cooked. Um, fast acting edible cookies in my freezer that I can like either pull out and just take a bite off of alone in my kitchen at one in the morning because I want to eat that cookie dough or make up a bunch to give to friends. Like I'm trying to incorporate a little bit of surplus into my life Mm. because I really am not good at it. I think that's, yeah, I would love to return to the time in my life when I used to make like a batch of curry and then just portion it out and be able to return to it throughout, you know, the month. And I just got so far away from it. Now I've been living on like Trader Joe's frozen foods and that's not okay. It's not okay. I have plenty of time to cook for myself right now. So I should just, maybe I'll just go back to some meal planning and some batch cooking. I think so. I think Mm. that's where I'm at with it because it also gives me discipline and a little bit of purpose with my day. Yes. And in these times. In these times. (laughs) (laughs) I could use a little bit of structure. Yeah. Just to get everything else done that is swirling around at every moment. We just received another gift from a friend who cooks in batches. We got marmalade from our friend Stuart. Which was so amazing. He made a batch of marmalade and sent us each a jar. I am every morning for me right now. Yes, with butter, which I'd never done butter, toast, and marmalade. I didn't know that there was like a thin layer of unsalted butter that really ties it together. Oh, yes. But those orange peels in his marmalade... I've never had anything more delicious. It's so good. Thank you so much, Stuart. Every morning this week, I have, yeah, buttered my um, Dave's bread, which is my favorite bread for toast. Some fucking Kerrygold on there. Marmalade, little 
you know, cup of coffee with some oat milk. I'm feeling so good. And can we talk about the spreadability of a marmalade versus a jelly for a second? I mean, yes. Come on. <laughs> Come the fuck on. That shit spreads so smooth. So smooth. Well, you know it is designed to spread. It is, it, it but is that's my spread. problem with jelly. Okay. Jelly is like globules mm. that bunch together and rip on your bread, and this marmalade spreads smooth yes. the way God intended. Are you thinking like a Welch's grape situation? Yes. Yes. Okay, I feel you on that. Yeah. That's definitely like a cold gelatinous glob that I don't want on my toast, but this is hella spreadable. And it's really like, it's got a great texture. Like it's with the candied peels, but then also like there's just all sorts of notes of deliciousness in there. You've really brought me around on Valentine's day because now what I'm going to do <laughs> is put some maple syrup on one nipple, some marmalade on another nipple <laughs> and M&Ms in the belly button yeah, and have a great time. Okay. So happy Valentine's day, everybody. Happy- I, it's my favorite <laughs> holiday now. <laughs> Great. I'm just going to do a drive-by. I'm not even going to knock on your door that day. I'll just leave you a coffee on your doorstep and then just text you like, you know, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, I think that sounds great. A 42069 on Valentine's Day. Mm, Yeah. I'm with it. I was talking shit at the beginning, but now I'm back. Yeah. So much shit. I mean, you know, but it's okay. You You can do you know whatever you want. I know. And you that's can the do thing. whatever you want, Mike. But they don't make you think that you're allowed to. Of course not. That's why we say fuck the man and fuck the establishment. That's why we are who we are. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do except a few things that you have to do. Right. But you know, this kind of stuff, it's okay. Make it your own. Make it your own. Put on a fucking costume and be like, I'm doing Halloween today, actually. I love that. Know, idea. I just feel like dressing up. I feel like like putting on my chef's coat and pretending I'm a chef for the day. That's my Valentine's Day. I tell you what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go to Malibu. You are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your dog? I'm gonna pack a really nice picnic and I'm gonna take Mr. Archie Moo to my favorite hike in Malibu and then I'm gonna hike all the way to the top and I'm gonna have a picnic and I'm gonna think about all the people I love. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. Yeah. What's in your basket? Um, hard boiled eggs, uh, smoked almonds, probably some salami, some sliced cheddar, um, maybe an, a sliced apple and maybe even a sandwich if I feel like it. Could I surprise you with a muffaletta? Oh, a muffaletta. For your drive? At the top of the mountain? You yeah. can meet me at the top of the mountain with a uh-huh. muffaletta because that would be a move. Hell yeah. That would be a hell of a move. I, yeah. yeah. Mountain muffaletta? Yeah. Mountain muffaletta. Great. You would say yes to that, right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Because that's my favorite sandwich right now. So if I made one of those and shared one with you, that sounds pretty nice. It's all about the tapenade. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about the tapenade. That's that's it for me. 100%. Can't agree more. Okay. Do you want to get to Buds of the Week, speaking of nice people who do nice things? Absolutely. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? It doesn't matter to me. Well, yours is, I know yours, and it's a pretty spectacular, exciting thing. So why don't I go first so you can bring us home with something so rad? (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. My Bud of the Week this week is the homie. Asif Ali, uh, you probably have already seen Asif in WandaVision if you've watched WandaVision or Wrecked. If you watched that on TBS, it was the, I think that's what it was called, where the plane explodes. It was like lost but funny. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Asif is at Ali Comedy is his IG. And Asif is just a great dude. He's also in Mandalorian and Space Force and Modern Family and BoJack Horseman and New Girl and Silicon Valley. The dude is unstoppable, and he's also so incredibly kind. 
that it's kind of it gives you it gives you Hollywood hope mm. when you see somebody who's so talented, so funny, and so nice. He texts me every holiday to say like Happy Thanksgiving, Glazer, and ah. stuff like that. Like he's the kind of dude who is thinking of others, and so I wanted to think of him and make uh, Asif my butt of the week. Maybe he's your Valentine. Ooh, maybe I'll text him and be like, would you like to be platonic V's? Yeah, be my Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, My butt of the week this week is Scapegoat Carnival, which is the theater company in Montreal that has invited seven artists to submit um, small pieces for this huge project called Soliciting Prophecy. And I made a short piece and you also contributed a short written piece. And that whole thing premieres on February 15th at the Soliciting Prophecy watch page, which is on um, Facebook. So if you go and look up Scapegoat Carnival, which is the theater company uh, run by my best friend, Allison, and um, just subscribe. You can watch it in real time on the watch party, or you can just watch it anytime after that when it launches. But it's like seven different pieces about prophecy and what that means to each artist. And I'm really proud of my piece that I made here in your apartment. Thank you. And um, Earth's man shot it. Who's fantastically talented, and I'm just stoked about it. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's, I, I should mention it's a piece about a, a woman who's facing the end of her life, uh, contemplating like what she's going to find on the other side through psychedelics. Yep, and it's great. Thanks. Yeah, seeing that final cut recently. Thank oh, you. I can't wait till the world. It was a cool little piece to make, and it definitely felt like the seed of something much bigger that I, I truly do think about it every single day. And um, it's, there's a big project in my brain that I, I want to figure a, out a way to get out. But so this felt like the sort of like the little seedling for it. Nice. Yeah, thanks. All right. Yeah. These are good buds. Um, that's the end of this one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I guess I'm going then. <laughs> I love I'll them and leave them. Take my dog and get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I just started thinking about how I just want everyone to have great orgasms this week. Yes, please, everybody, have a great orgasm. Please, please. It's really, truly the way forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Come again? What were you saying? What? Huh? Come again? <laughs> come again. Well, I used to sing a uh, when I was in theater school. I loved that song because it was an old madrigal. Madrigal? Mad? Yeah. That we were taught in voice class. And it was this beautiful multi-part harmony. And the whole thing was about like how saucy they were back in the day because it was a way of talking about coming and having an orgasm all cloaked in like churchy language. That's great. And the refrain was, come again, sweet love doth now invite. My grace is that refrain to do you do delight. And then it's like all this, you know, flowery language. But really, they're just talking about fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Mary Jane, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Mike. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.